0: Amen. Uh, Let me share the Word of the Lord with you this morning. There's a story in the Bible. It's found in Daniel chapter 5. And in Daniel chapter 5, King Belshazzar is having a great feast. Um, He is the king of Babylon, and uh, as he's having this feast, it's, it's pagan, it's vile, it's not good. And he uh, comes to this place in the feast where he says, you know what, bring me all the, the gold that was used in the temple in Jerusalem that the Jews used. Bring that out, let's use that to drink. To our gods and let's use that to eat our feast on and so they bring out those precious uh, utensils that were used in the temple worship in Jerusalem so as he does this and he's eating and feasting and thinking he's all that on the wall there appears a hand out of nowhere and this hand begins to write "Meanie, meanie." Teckle, you farsen. Right? Say it with me. Meany, meany, teckle, you farsen. You can tell someone that today over lunch. Well, later in the chapter of Daniel 5, verse 26, they call for an interpretation, and only Daniel has that interpretation. And Daniel says this, Meany means numbered. So numbered, numbered. Your kingdom has been numbered in its days. Tekel means weighed in the balance and found wanting. Eupharson or peres means your kingdom will now be divided among the Merdes, the Medes and the Persians. So what Daniel basically says to this king is, numbered, numbered, you've been weighed and measured, found wanting, you'll be divided. What I want to bring up with this is God's scales. Basically, in that moment, what God did was He weighed the heart of a king with the scales of God. Now, Proverbs talks about scales, and when we Are measured by God, we will find that He measures our heart, our thoughts, our intentions. Proverbs says, Every way of a man seems right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs what? His heart. How many of you have justified yourself... Through many different situations, we justify the way we think, we justify the way we act, and the way we behave. And uh, if you were to go out here and talk to this community and tell them about God and heaven, they would say, Well, I'm a good person. Typical answer. They, in their own eyes, they've weighed and they've measured themselves, and they come up looking pretty good. (laughs) Haven't killed anybody lately. I haven't done anything too offensive, I don't steal big things, and I don't make big lies. We measure our own selves, but what happens when we're put on God's scales? And then what does God actually measure? Not only do we see that he measures our actions and our attitudes and our words, but Jesus comes along and says, I now measure the thoughts and intents of your heart, even your motivation, so that if you're thinking of adultery, it's as good as committing adultery. It's been weighed and checked. Now, I don't know if that creates some fear and trembling for you, but it should. It should have caused all of us to have fear and trembling. Proverbs 11.1 says, "...the Lord detests dishonest scales." But accurate weights find favor with him. So, I find that interesting in the book of Deuteronomy when you're looking at the law and God is establishing the law for the kingdom of Israel. He establishes one thing about weights and measures that they better be accurate. You know, you'd go to the market and he'd have his weights and measures that would say one gram, two ounces, this, that, a kilometer, whatever. But sometimes they'd be hollowed out and put with extra lead so that when he's measuring it out, you're not getting the full bushel you paid for. God detests that. Why? Why? It's cheating. It's lying. And the people of God cannot have weights and measures that are off. We cannot cheat. We cannot lie. We can't... Smudge it a little bit. We can't put our name and say, yes, I accept this. When you really don't. God hates scales and measures that are off. Why? Because His never are. His never are. It's in His nature that He cannot give a wrong judgment or a wrong scale. By which we test things. Well, God came along and said, I'm going to give you a measure and a scale by which all things will be weighed. It says in the book of Romans, So then each of us will give an account to God. What is that standard? What is that account? How will we be measured? God gave the law. And there's your measure of His holiness. He says, Be holy as I am holy. There's the weights and measures. Oh, this is great. How am I supposed to be made? How am I supposed to be holy when I've been born in sin? And so there's a weight and measure by which God weighs every human heart, every person. And so what does the law ultimately do when we are weighed against it? It will always come up what? Condemning. It's called, Paul calls it, the law of sin and death. Why? Because we're sinners and we deserve death. And every time we are weighed by the law, we are found what? Guilty. Mini, mini, teckle you farsen. You've been weighed in the balance and found Wanting. We fall short. Now Paul explains this explicitly in Romans 1, 2, and 3, ultimately saying, there is none righteous, no, not one. No man seeks God. Basically, he's quoting the Psalms. The psalmist declared this. So everyone in this place has fallen short of the glory of God. That's called sin. To miss the mark. And so we all have. Now this is disconcerting. We've all been weighed in the balance. We've all been measured. And we all, all, all of us have been found wanting by the measure of God's own standard. And His standard is Himself. His nature. We cannot do a thing about this. There's nothing you can do about this. You could try your hardest to to not to lie and not to cheat and not to steal, but then you've got to deal with your inner thought and your inner heart and mind. And every time you get on your scale, what does it read? Sin. Sin. Because not only can we try not to sin, but then there's the sins of omission. What we should be doing. That we're not doing. Oh, this doesn't look good for us. Many, many tickle you farson to all of us. The handwriting's on the wall. Now, when you get on that scale, I don't know how often you do that. How many of you get on that scale? Now, what does that scale, what is it supposed to tell you? Anybody? Your weight What makes up your weight? Basically, what you put in, what you eat. This is telling you. Now, this is a reality. When God's saying you'll be weighed in the balance, He's not talking about what you believe, although that's part of it. What, what do you believe in your heart? What's your thought life? This and that. And what we've done with our faith, if we, we, we've reduced our Christianity to our belief system. But you wear your Christianity like you wear your food. What's being weighed in the book of Revelations chapter 1, 2, and 3 are the works of the seven churches. And as he's evaluating, read that portion of, of Revelation 1, 2, and 3, and he says, O church of Philadelphia, I know your works. Church of Laodicea, I know your what? Works. He's putting them on a scale of whats what they've put on. What their actions, what their duties are, what they should and shouldn't do. That's why you stand on a scale and say, "How much did I eat, and how much did I keep on? Is my diet good, or is it not good?" And so, as Christians, the question is: It's it's not oh, well. I was you know did this or that. It's it's what shows up. What is physical? What is evidence? Christianity. is the weight of who you are among your peers. And are you found wanting? Put in the scale of God's holiness, are you showing up holy to a world that is unholy? If God were to put you on the scale, is there enough weight of Christ in you that would read... Do you see what I'm saying we we make We make it so much about uh, the spiritual life about what's in the spirit realm here and this, and that's key and important, but it must absolutely manifest through your hands, through your feet, through your mouth, in your ears what you say and do and act The kingdom of God must be present. It must have evidence and weight. Faith is the what? Say it again. When you get on a scale, what are you weighing? Your substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The what? The what? Evidence of things not seen. Nobody can see Jesus. But they need to feel his substance, and they need evidence that he exists. Now, there is only one body on earth that has substance and evidence that there is a Jesus. And if we're to be weighed on the scales of God, does he show up? Or does sin show up more than Jesus does? We've got to work at this, would you agree? But how are we going to do this? Because come on, I get on the scale and I see sin. I am compared to the law and I always fall short. You tell me there's nothing I can do about it. But there is someone who did. And that's Jesus. Jesus came to right the scale. And to give substance, He came what? Bodily, physically, personally. To get on that scale for you and I. That substance. When it comes to weighing in the love of God, Jesus stood on that scale and gave His life to demonstrate how much He loves us. And by His righteousness and His holiness, He fulfilled the law to perfection and took our sin upon Himself to completion and weighed this scale so that meeny, meeny, me, teckle, you farsen you've been weighed in the balance found wanting but Christ has fulfilled that wanting now I stand before God with a justified scale it's not cheated it's not cheapened But it is measured to the full perfection of God's holiness through Christ my Lord. Come on, somebody say, praise God for that. That's the gospel, simply put. That's the body mass of our faith. Christ is the new measure of the man, He's the one that we are now measured so now the scales have turned and are tipped aren't they and it says this in second corinthians 3:18 and we all with unveiled faces beholding the glory of the lord are being transformed into that same image of jesus from one degree of glory to another for this comes from the lord who is the spirit now that I am in Christ and the law no longer condemns me because in Christ I have measured to completion of God's holiness that His Spirit is now put in me. It's a spirit of holiness. So now what's happening is the weight of sin is no longer the object of the scale. The weight of his glory is now the object of that scale. Oh, praise God. So now, it says from one degree to another, I'm beginning to weigh like Jesus. And so now, I'm no longer standing on the scale of judgment that says lose you lose, sinner. I'm standing on a scale that says, I have more for you. I have more for you. Eat and drink and fill up in my glory. The scale's been turned over now. So now when I come on the scale that God holds for you and I as a believer, now it's a scale of how much are you lacking of Christ's glory. He's no longer dealing with your sin Oh, He's pointing it out, but He's showing you the glory. This is what's the tragedy of the church. The tragedy of the church is we've ignored sin, or we try to avoid it and and not play with it. But God says, deal with it so I can give you the glory. Get rid of the sin because there's more glory I've got. The sin's blocking what I want you to have. And so now it's an issue of weighing you for the glory. Glory. Think about it. I I meditate upon this. I I was thinking about all these scriptures. It says that now, you know, we're being transformed from glory to glory was the King James. Uh, NIV says with ever increasing glory, the English translation says uh, one degree of glory to another. So what's happening is everybody here who puts you on the spiritual scale of God and Some of you who don't know Jesus, if you don't know Jesus and you stand on His scale, it's going to go, you're guilty of sin. And the law condemns you. And so I would encourage you that you need to come to the scales with Christ Jesus because you're wanting and many, many tickle you, farsen to you. And so I'm offering you salvation and I'm offering you a measure of Christ who will right the scales. So if you've not accepted Christ and not been on these scales, you are found wanting. Is that plain enough? But you who have accepted Christ and know the Lord Jesus Christ, step on the scales with me. Come on. Get on the scale. And and what you're going to find now is that glory, it's a measure of glory. It's a measure of Christ. Stand on that scale. Now what you're going to sense lacking is what God wants to give you. Not condemnation. For there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now what He's weighing you, what He's measuring in you, is not the sin activity, but the glory activity. Because the more you come into the glory of Christ, the sin issue has gone. Does that make sense to you? If you will attend to the things of God, if you will attend to the glory of His Spirit, then the sin falls off. Because you're a new creature in Christ. So, come on, get on this scale with me. There's an ever-increasing glory that is coming to you. Look what else he said. He said, in Colossians, he says, add to your faith goodness. Add to your faith, uh, 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 your stature, he's saying. Add to that faith. Add to that uh, faithfulness. Add to that uh, goodness. Add to that peace Add to that joy. He talks about the fruit of the Spirit. He keeps telling you to add to your faith. He keeps telling you what He has for you. He says, be filled with the Spirit. Be continually filled. Be being filled. I want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want you to earnestly seek and covet greater gifts. I want you to be hungry for more. I want you to know what you operate in and ask for more. You see, that's an ever-increasing glory. I need you to be more like my son. I want you to ask for greater faith. I want you to ask for greater things. I want you to put your hand to use in greater purposes. There's a greater glory He wants you to have. He wants your mind to be renewed. He says, if you being evil know how to give gifts to your children, how much more will the Father give His Spirit to you? So this is an adding of glory. When's the last time you stood on the scale to see how much glory you're missing? But that's what he wants to weigh now. Come on, Christians. I never had the problem of standing on a scale and saying, gee, I've got to eat more. Some, some of you do that. It astounds me. That has never been my issue. It would be a delight. But that's what he's saying now that you know the Lord Jesus Christ and now that you are in Him the scales are tipped and now I want you to stand on the scale and see what you're missing from me. I want you hungry. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it will be answered. Every invitation of the New Testament promises is this. I have more for you. I have more for you. I have more for you. But we're focusing on where we're failing, where we're failing, where we're failing. If we'd start to eat the good food, we wouldn't eat the trash anymore. Amen. There's so much glory He has for us. There is an inheritance that is ours. He says, How much more after giving us Christ shall we inherit all things? As if Jesus isn't enough. He wants you to have the very glory of God in your life. So my message is very simple. If you don't know Christ, you're found wanting. Your scale's off and you're missing the mark. But if you do know Christ... He wants to find you wanting more, and so my charge—it's a very simple message today—is get hungry for more glory. What is glory defined? The nature of Christ in you. Get hungry for more Jesus. Now stand. Don't get. Don't be afraid to stand on the scale. Open that Bible. Get on that scale and begin to read. Wow, I fall short. Then I've got more He wants me to have. He wants you hungry. How many of you are hungry? Hungry for Jesus? This isn't a Sunday fix. I'm not filled up enough on Sunday. By one o'clock I need another fix. I want more. By the time Sunday's over Monday comes, it's not... Oh, I'll think about Jesus till next week. I want Him when I wake up. I want Him during the day. I want Him when I go to bed. I need a new dimension of His revelation. I need to appreciate Him more. I want more of Christ. I'm hungry for His glory. And so when I stand on the scale, I want the weight of His glory to show up. And I don't weigh enough. How about you? Before Christ, I was afraid... That scale would topple the wrong way. Now in Christ, i got to keep adding to the weight of the glory that He wants to give me. God wants you to have more of His glory manifest in Him. You've got the fullness of His Holy Spirit. That verse told us that it's His Spirit in us. The identity of His Spirit is in us. And now, degree by degree, He wants to make us How many of you know that verse? The anointing breaks every yoke. You know that one? Do you know what the newer translations translate that? King James says, the anointing breaks every yoke, right? We know that. The newer translation says, the fatness breaks every yoke. Because anointing, the idea of anointing is getting fat. It's the weight of, Of glory. And so, what happens is, whatever yoke or chain or fetter that is upon you, that is binding you, you'll get so fat with the glory of God it will bust them off. So, I am asking everyone here, I'm telling all of you, giving you permission, get fat in the glory of God. We're getting fat on the things of this world. God says, when will you have me in your diet? When will I satisfy the cravings of your heart? When will you no longer look to the things you look to, drink or smoke or drug or pill or this or that, the things that you need, that you're getting fat on, when will you look to me and get fat in my anointing? Let's bow our heads. Father God, would you use us?